You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings again from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It's Thursday, July the 2nd, 2020, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us this morning is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, Boy, it's uh, been a fun ride here. Uh, I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed uh, pretty bountiful times. And uh, let's see if it will continue. Bountiful would be a good way to put it. If you've been listening to these uh, podcasts for the last few months or the last few years, I think you're getting a lot of quality information, no doubt about that. And it's been a very busy last two weeks at Sprott Money as well. So thank you all for choosing us for your precious metals investments. If you're listening and you're new to precious metals, maybe you're unsure as to what to invest in or you have some questions, well, we can help with that too. Please give us a call, 888 Eight six one zero seven seven five. The Sprott Money team would love to chat with you. We've got a number of precious metals products for purchase, and you can check them all out at the website, of course, SprottMoney.com. Eric, it's been a volatile week that's finally going to wrap up today on Thursday as the U.S. markets are closed tomorrow uh, with a market holiday ahead of U.S. Independence Day. We got as high as 1808 in gold, but now we're back to about 1768 after the U.S. jobs report. But I think it's probably good to point out that that's about $90 higher than it was uh, last month, early June, when we had a similar jobs report. So uh, long term, we're making good progress. We've had a good run, and uh, there's still, uh, in my mind, blatant efforts by the uh, commercial shorts to drive both uh, silver and gold down quickly. I mean, it's almost ridiculous how many times it happens. Uh, but I will say, including even yesterday, big decline. Probably I might have even gone down by 30 bucks from its high. But, it, you know, it got a lot of it back uh, by the end of the day. And I'm, that's the thing that seems to be different these times around, that I think the buying in the markets, in the, in the ETFs, is relentless. And notwithstanding people knocking it down with derivatives, there's some serious stuff going on in the uh, in the ETFs, which we'll discuss uh, after maybe some other comments about the economy and so on. Because it is jobs day, and we had the payroll numbers. I, you know, it's I, I, of course I'm not a great believer in the payrolls numbers that I see, uh, and whatever number it is, I mean, I know it's it's so brutally awful out there that I can't imagine anyone's supposed to get excited no matter what they report because we know there's 20 million people unemployed right and god forbid if half of them don't get their jobs back and the way things are going these days and as I read sort of a headline that uh, McDonald's uh, puts on hold uh, reopening restaurants inside well okay there's a few people that aren't going to be hired back for a while and as you're experiencing there, you know, these cases just keep exploding. I was shocked to see, I think the number was 56,000 yesterday. Like, it's obvious that when you don't do the social distancing, you have problems. And I don't know when, we, I mean, do we have to get all 330 million Americans uh, uh, affected by it at one time or another to get the herd immunity? And so far, we've only got... I don't know how many cases we have in the U.S. Is it like 2.5 million, something like that? I'm not sure what the number is anymore. But we had a long way to go if we got to have everyone 
end up with this thing and survive it. And of course, I have mentioned before that the morbidity rate is nothing like we thought it was going to be. It's it's way better than we ever thought it would be. Right. So, you know, I, I think we'll see our way through the thing, but it's no V-shaped recovery, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and before we get to the, the some of the physical story with the ETFs, I do think it's, it's worth pointing out in uh, the, all the hype about the jobs report today and 4.7 million jobs or whatever it is, uh, the three months since this all began, uh, the U.S. lost, and now they finally revised the April numbers to 20.8 million jobs. And even in these big surges in May and June, we've put back on 7.4, roughly a third. So 4.7 sounds good, but we're still down, uh, what is that, 13.5 million jobs. Um, That's a lot that's going to have to come back. Plus, I think there's there's always funny accounting when it comes to jobs. You know that. It's always been weird. And, uh, you know, they got these weird birth death models. And I think the important thing is just to watch. Uh, you know, the various news releases from various companies, are they hiring, are they firing? Uh, and, and make up your mind whether this thing's going to, whether we're going to have an economy that could come anywhere near justifying where the market levels are. Yeah. Uh, which I, I don't tend to believe in. So that's, we'll see how that plays out. Let's talk physical metal because there is sure a rush, whether it's uh, just at the retail level whether it is the uh, amount of physical metal that now is being offloaded allegedly from the COMEX man, the CME really opened Pandora's box there by turning that into a physical delivery vehicle because it never intended to be one, or just all this metal that's flowing into the ETFs. I know you've got comments on all of that. Yeah. Well, first of all, let's start with, of course, it was a big expiring month uh, for silver. And the nominations, I think, were 16,000 contracts, which is 80 million ounces. Uh, 55 million uh, deliveries on the first day, which was yesterday. Uh, 80 million, just so that the listeners are aware. That's a, a probably a little more than we produce in a month in the world. Mine. So uh, that accounts for all the production for that month. Then let's go to the ETS. And I, I have been watching the ETS very, very carefully, as I watch the COMEX every day now. Uh, and the ETS in the last three days have added... Uh, 6 million, 7 million, and 10 million ounces uh, in the last three days. Let's just take 10. We mine in a day in the world 2.5 million ounces. How long can we keep putting 10 million ounces in the ETF when we mine 2.5? And theoretically, 80% of silver production is supposed to go to industrial uses, not investment. So here we have the COMEX loading in the, the silver. We have the ETS loading in the silver. Uh, I, I actually was a buyer of some silver uh, P- PSLV just to get a little more access to physical silver. Uh, one of the things that uh, we made a decision, uh, I own the Jared Canyon mine in Nevada. And um, I basically said, okay, let's stop putting money in the bank here. We're going to start buying precious metals with our earnings. And we're going to buy, put half our money into silver and half our money into gold. And you know what? I would encourage other gold producers because the margins in a gold company are getting ridiculous. Okay, uh, like the price of gold is eighteen hundred. If your costs are nine hundred, you got nine hundred dollar margin. Well, how many people have fifty percent margins? Okay, right. so the money's pouring in, and I think the last place you want it is in a bank. 
You know, I, I wouldn't keep my money in a bank. Why don't you buy your own product, for God's sake? You want everyone else to buy your product. Why don't you buy it? So anyway, I, I'm going to do it myself in, at Jared, Jared Canyon Mine, and I'll try to influence some of the other uh, investee companies that I own and see if we can get them to uh, invest in their product. And the funny part would be is if you have $900 margins, literally, you could buy half your production. So the mines, the mines could buy half their production. Imagine what that would do to the supply of gold on the market right. and silver. That'd be crazy. Anyway, uh, all the signs are pointing towards continuing demands for gold and silver. The thing that appeals to me a lot recently is, particularly in gold, almost every day, whatever the spot month is, the amount needed for deliveries goes up every day as the month, even though the month's expired. Right. And so again, next to 500 uh, contracts one day and 150 the next day, and some, somebody's just loading up on physical here. You don't often see people come into Comex buy the spot month contract and ask for delivery, but that's what they're doing. So I think there might be a, a, a group that's figured out, okay, there's a serious shortage here. Let's go get it. So, it's, it's certainly manifesting itself both on the uh, ETFs and in the COMEX. We've seen a good week in the shares. Uh, I think the metals are actually now down a little bit on the week, uh, which is remarkable given where they were just two days ago. Now all of a sudden nobody wants them again, at least the, the <laughs> futures contracts. But that's all right. Uh, the shares are certainly picking up, even uh, though the, I'm sure the GDX will probably end up being down today. It's still going to be up on the week. Uh, we're moving back now toward earnings season, Eric, and so interest is picking up again. By later July, first week of August, all these majors are going to have uh, great earnings reports. Uh, we had one kind of general question in that regard this week. Somebody just wanted to know what your thoughts are on how metals and mining stocks might do uh, if if the general stock market begins to correct and crash again. All right. uh, can we get yeah. kind of a, a margin call yeah. related sell off again? Well, we could, but I think that people are should be much more prepared now. I mean, we had a um, a number of times the market's gone down 20% in the last two years. Uh, and each time, of course, the, the gold stocks proved to be the better thing to invest in. And, of course, you know how many um, companies, are companies and individuals are recommending that, you know, people own gold in these tough times. And uh, the last time that the uh, price broke in the COMEX, the price went up in the physical market. You know, if you want to buy coins, which you couldn't buy. So, again, it was just this uh, difference between the phony paper market and the real market. The real market, people buy gold and silver when stocks are in a serious correction. So I'm kind of hopeful that having seen how quickly they came out of the trough in March, and how much they've gone up, that we will have a way bigger audience uh, playing the up move here if, if uh, stocks start heading down. Speaking of phony gold, Eric, how about that dude over in China with his 83 metric tons of gilded copper? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was absolutely incredible. And I think he had loans of like $3 billion, something like that, against his fake uh, gold bars. Uh, yeah, it happens. <laughs> can you say it's not a good thing because it makes everyone a little jittery, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, 
you, you look at your bars a little more carefully these days. Anyway. Yeah, you do. Stick yeah. with a trusted precious metals dealer like Sprott Money. Hey, you like that? I love it. Yeah, there Big you segue. go. segue. Thank you. very Well, you know, I'm a broadcast professional, my friend. Uh, all right. Hey, let's get to some of these stocks. I've got a, a lengthy list for you again. And again, thank, we thank you for writing in uh, with all of these names. And, and I do go through the entire list with Eric and ask him if there's some that he can comment on or some that he knows anything about. So please understand that we do look at all these companies. And we've got some that, uh, that I know Eric wants to comment on. Before I, I get to some of those names, I just want to make sure we... Uh, uh, clear your desktop, Eric. Anything else on your mind this week? The only other thing I meant to mention but didn't. Well, first of all, we didn't mention that at the end of June, we had an all-time end-of-month closing high for gold. All-time. Right. Now, people would wonder about that because we all know we went to 1900 But that month that we went to 1900 we closed below where we closed on June 30th this year. Okay, So this is a closing high. And when you have that kind of technical breakout, when you've had it before, you end up with very dramatic moves in the price of gold in the hundreds of percents. So as we've discussed before, some of these projections of 2,700, 3,000, 4,000, those could easily come into play here with the way gold's been acting. Uh, one other thing I want to say, uh, I, I watch what amount of money is going into the silver ETF versus the gold ETF. And for every uh, dollar that goes into the gold ETF, recently about 66 cents is going into the silver ETF. Wow. But, but they trade 100 to 1, which is absolutely ludicrous. Because if the world decides to spend what they spend on gold in silver, or even if it's two-thirds in silver, where's the price going to go here? You know, that's they're putting so much money and that's how you get 10 million ounces a day because people are silver is an acceptable thing now. Mm -hmm. And speaking of acceptable, I think one of the great changes that's going on in the market, the market is buying into higher sustained gold prices. You know, we a year ago, the price of gold was like thirteen hundred. It's almost eighteen hundred. That's five hundred dollars difference. What do you think the value of that ounce in the ground is doing when you can get an extra 500 all profit? Like the ounces in the ground are worth more. So, for example, when I was looking at a company this morning, let's say it got about a million ounces, uh, looks like that could grow. They're kind of high grade. I'm like, gee, a million ounces. That guy getting Canadian dollars, two and a half billion of gross metal value when he sold it. And because they're high grade, he might make a billion and a quarter. Then I look at his market cap. What? It's trading at thirty million? Hmm. You've got to be kidding me. Anyway, that's. It, but the market's coming into believing in that the price, the high prices, will be sustained. And so, when I was going to refer to companies, of course, the the best performances come from large, low-grade ore bodies, which is exactly what we would have expected, because. At thirteen hundred, maybe you don't even bring the the uh, project into production. But at eighteen hundred, man, you're making a lot of money. And so, you know, when I mentioned uh, the Treaty Creek properties are that are owned by Tudor American Creek and uh, Teuton, you know, with the, this potential potential thirty million or whatever getting bigger because they could even drill. They've announced they're drilling more than one property up there this year. 
those things are going crazy. Same thing with the uh, free gold ventures with their six and a half million ounce resource that now people pay for that resource. They, uh, six months ago, they, they were paying a dollar an ounce in the ground. Well, we know that it's worth way more than that. And, you know, people still say, well, you know, they're only worth 50 bucks an ounce. Hey, we put $500 on the price of gold since we used 50 bucks an ounce in the ground. That surely to God must be a lot higher, like 100 or 150 or some part of the 500 anyway. Um, anyway, those are the kind of things that are going. I noticed that uh, Chesapeake was rocking up because they got a low-grade, open pitable. I bought a new stock called uh, Core Mining, K-O-R-E, and that's the symbol, actually. Uh, it has got some deposits in uh, in California, one in B.C. I think it's roughly $4 million low grade ounces in California, higher grade up in BC. Uh, but I think people start to pay for stuff like that because imagine what it's worth. If we could, if we continue to have gold going into the two thousands here, what should we right. pay for an ounce in the ground? It's got to almost be going up exponentially. So uh, that's all good. Of course, discovery mines is my favorite in terms of a uh, lower grade, but not really extremely low grade, but big silver deposits. So those kind of stocks, Seem to just keep doing well. You'd mentioned Discovery. Some people asking about that this week, and also Amex. Yeah, now Amex. I did uh, speak to management this week. It does look like uh, they're on to something significant in the Quebec and the Abitibi. Uh, they're drilling deeper. They're getting wider intersections. They're getting visible gold. They're getting high grade gold. Uh, these deposits can go a long way down. Uh, it's a little bit uh, uh, like Wallbridge, you know, as they went deeper, the thing opened up and the grade exploded. And uh, they look like uh, they could have something serious in their hands here. So, uh, and it, the stock's done very well, but I think it's got a lot in front of it here. You mentioned, and again, back to this, that somebody had asked about um, some results that Discovery put out back on June the 18th, I guess. Was that some good news? Well, they had good results. I, I listened to a, a, a presentation that they'd made, and they're trying to focus in on uh, finding a higher grade section of this you know, th- theoretical billion ounce deposit. Yeah. And, you know, 500 million ounces of higher grade is nothing to sneeze at. So, uh, yes, the drilling has proven up uh, very good results. Uh, I think they think the ore body is higher grade than the former 43101 gave it. Uh, so they're using different drilling techniques to try to improve the recovery of the ore so that they can get a better reading of the grade. Uh, and they've got lots of prospectivity on that property. So things are, uh, are shaping up pretty well for them. You know, if they really have uh, 500 million to a billion ounces, you know who should buy them is the prop desk of J.P. Morgan. Um, that might come in handy yeah. for them in the months ahead. <laughs> Well, let's put it this way. Maybe the prop desk for the guys other than J.P. Morgan who are short gold. I mean, theoretically, uh, J.P. Morgan isn't short gold. They're long gold. Uh, silver, sorry, silver. Uh, but the other guys who are short silver, that, that's what they should be doing. They should be buying the shares. In fact, they might make up totally for their loss because, if, you know, if, if silver doubled, uh, fine, they're going to lose 100% of their money. But if they owned a silver stock, 
they'll probably make three and four hundred percent on their money. So there'd be a nice way for them to cover things off. That's funny you said that. There was a question a couple of weeks ago of somebody saying, "Why don't companies do that? If you're really, really short, you know, you're going to take it in the shorts by having you know to cover and, and get squeezed. Why don't you buy some little small junior producers to cover your losses?" Yeah. They probably they should. Yeah, and they they'd make a lot of money on it. Yeah, they would because of the because of the leverage. Uh, some folks wanted to ask you about Alexco. Yeah, Alexco. They're up in the uh, uh, Northwest Territories, uh, Silver Lead Zinc. Uh, I'm an owner. They're trying to get into production. I think I think they're scheduled to be in production uh, this year. I have not added to my position recently, waiting to see, you know, can we get this thing in production and how, how are you going to mine it and how successful are you going to be? And I, I started standing back just waiting to uh, see how those things um, evolve. But I, I own it. I haven't sold any and uh, very hopeful. Hey, let's just kind of end on an up note in general. Are you sensing yet that some of these guys and their hedge funds that have made a lot of money over the last seven or eight years, just naked shorting it, you know, anything that goes up 50%, they go in and just pound it backwards, naked shorting. Are you sensing any reluctance yet? Are you seeing anything out there that just kind of catches your eye that, you know, maybe these guys are figuring out that's not such a good idea anymore? Well, you know, I'm sort of snickering here. I hope they are shorting, quite frankly. Because, man, they're going to learn a lesson here, okay? When you have a bull market in uh, precious metals, like stand back, baby. The last bull market from 2000 to 2011, the stocks went up 1,700%. You want to be short and lose 1,700% on your money? Be my gall darn guest, okay? And if you want to be short a bunch of stuff in the Treaty Creek area, you go right ahead and be short all you want. Or you want to short um, free gold ventures, you just go right ahead because you're just going to get blown out. You're not going to play that stupid game with us because things have changed. Yeah. These things are being accumulated rapidly. So those guys, I don't. I think that game, if I was a short seller, I'd say anything to do with precious metals, never touch it on the short side. Uh, there's got to be other opportunities in the general market, you would think, uh, and get out of this sector, that's for sure. Yeah, it doesn't work like it did in the old days. It was fine when you're in that bear market from 2011 to 2016 and even 17 and 18, really, before this, the general gold stock started going. So, But it's not going to work anymore. That's yeah. over. Well, I hope you had a nice Canada Day, my friend. We did. We did have a nice Canada Day, and I hope you have a nice Independence Day down there, a nice long weekend for you. Uh, we haven't figured out up here that, uh, you know, we shouldn't always celebrate it in the day that it is because sometimes it's in the middle of the week and it's hard to break away. So. Throws off everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, but our market's open to open on Friday, by the way. So uh, while you're out there doing whatever you're doing, sitting in the sun or playing golf, we'll be, at, we'll be back at the casino. You'll be we'll working? See how it goes. Okay. We'll, we'll be see. back at the casino. See what you can do. All right. See if you can get things okay. moving back higher before next week. And then we'll be back on schedule next week. It'll be another busy week, I'm sure. As we move again closer to earnings season again for all the majors, we'll be back next Friday with another weekly wrap up in between now and then, of course, uh, all this talk about physical metal. And if, if price does fall, I mean, where are they going to find physical metal again? It's like what happened back in March. So get your physical metal while you can. Sprott Money has some. A lot of Royal Canadian Mint, Maple Leafs, both gold and silver. You can check us out at SprottMoney.com or, of course, again, just give us a call, 
800-861-0775. Eric, thank you again for all your time and all that you do, and let's just see where we go from here. Well, we got a good rally coming back here. We're only down two bucks in the spot price of gold, so uh, hopefully we'll end up with a really fancy day. And uh, welcome the shorts. We'll do it to them again. Let's do it. You have a great weekend. Thank you, my friend. You do the same. And from all of us, it's Brought Money News. It's BroughtMoney.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next Friday. 